This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Monday, December the 14th, 2015. Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. Welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. Wealth insurance is what we do. I am so excited on this cold and rainy day to tell you gold and silver, it's what we do. The physical delivery of it, give us a call at 1-800-951-0592 or go check us out at allamericangold.com and get the news to disturb the comfortable. That news is brought to you every day with attitude. And that research that's done behind that news is done by the CEO, owner, of the Patriot Trading Group. They pay for everything that makes this show happen. Joe Jaquin, CEO. Man, it's Monday, and you know what today is? Three days till Star Wars. <laughs> Third day, and people are going nuts, man. It's going nuts out there. I, I was wondering where you are going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, three days, three till, days till Thursday. Well, and then maybe, maybe, I think we're, what? what's today? The, the, the 13th? 14th. 14th. So, you know what? I officially only have, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, 12 more days of Christmas music. I've got to get through this. I'm here to tell you. Well, you have one of those, you know, I, I didn't know who these people were, and I didn't think I knew any of these people, but apparently I do, which is, you know, we have a station here in town that started playing Christmas music 24 hours a day, like a month ago. At 99.9, I think yeah. that is, yeah. Right? Yeah, I know that number it, one. And I'm like, who's listening to this stuff? Uh, now I know who it is. It's your wife. My wife. Uh, I, I'm here to tell you uh, I like to listen to sports <laughs> in the morning. Nope. We're listening to Christmas music. Last night, Carrie Underwood and, and what's the Michael Buble are having a special on, on channel. What are we watching? We're watching not, I'm not watching a football game. I'm watching uh, people singing to Celine Dion. All this. It's just nonstop. And she, you know what? She just... She has those those special moments where she's sitting in the living room wrapping gifts, listening to Christmas. She's happy, man. And you know what? What do they say? Happy wife, happy life. Right? There you go. There you right? go. Right. All right. Yeah, I'm happy. I'll put it that way. I'm happy for her. Well, that, that, that's... <laughs> I'm happy for myself. <laughs> that's the spirit. That's the spirit. That's the spirit. Yeah, and, uh, well, I'm going to tell you. Here we are, the countdown to Wednesday. The big, the big rate hike news and Boy, everybody's getting nervous. Wall Street's been down pretty much the last week and a half. Crude oil, thirty-five dollars. Thirty-five. Well, it was below. Got all the way to thirty-four, sitting thirty-five in change, and we're starting to see these bond funds starting to blow up now. Three of them since Friday. Uh, billions of dollars, all of it energy-based, and then. Uh, some more bankruptcies in the energy department and a big article in the Wall Street Journal. Central bankers worry rate increase will come undone. You know, the exact things that we've talked about, which is, are they going to raise to only have to, 90 days later, go back to zero again and all of those things? We're going to try to cover all of those bases. Uh, we've caught up on shipping and uh, the only thing is the Silver Army men, we, we've gotten word that the 
particular army man is back ordered uh, we we have instructed our supplier to ship the other four men they have those and then we'll get those out ASAP and then the sarge will come they're they're saying they're hoping because they're minting them as they speak that they'll be in uh, right before Christmas and then once we get them we'll get them right out to you uh, let me give you an update of where we're at as far as other items, U.S. Silver Eagles is a no. No. Is a no. Uh, right now, we, we we had a glimmer of hope. We had hope this morning because we got the proverbial, call me back in 30 minutes because I may. No. 30 minutes came. No. Nothing for you. So, no, no Silver Eagles. And so, barring some big news, we'll start taking orders for 2016 in about a month. Uh, I want to say January 10th or 11th, but as soon as that firms up, we'll let you know. There is a single bag of junk silver. And I don't know what it is. They're not going to say what it is. It's either a dime bag or a quarter bag. It's not a half dollar bag. That I know. It's a dime bag or a quarter bag. Uh, one bag, it's $12,300. I have 20, two zero, of those AU $5 libs. Whoever buys them, you buy all 20 of them. Instead of 365 I'll do them at 360 and I'll throw in the shipping. they got to go away. Just but buying AUs for less than a raw $5 piece, come on. So I've got well, one set of 20 AU5 libs uh they'll be $360 a piece and I'm going to throw in the shipping on that so for $7200 you get 20 AU5s and by the way just a huge assortment of dates so you're going to get double digit dates as well on that uh so take advantage of that and then platinum Platinum Maple Leafs. They are scheduled to arrive at our Bullion Bank this week. We are down to just handfuls of these. $985. And we got we kind of got more on that. You know, the last few days I've talked a lot about platinum. This is an historic all-time low compared to the price of gold. It's never been this inexpensive compared to gold ever. We'll talk more about that today as well. But when we get back, what is the Fed so worried about? We're going to tell you what they said in the journal today. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that down. Another triple-digit down day for the Dow. Will they or won't they? Are these the rate hikes we are looking for? Maybe not. Federal Reserve officials that are likely... Here's the... I'll just read you verbatim the, the, the opening paragraph. Wall Street Journal. What are they worried about? They're likely to raise their short-term benchmark interest rate from near zero Wednesday. And I started thinking to myself, isn't 0.25, isn't that pretty near zero? 
Pretty near zero. Pretty near zero, but, you know, I guess it'll be a little farther away from zero. And, and then they say expecting to slowly ratchet it higher to above 3% in three years. And, and I'm just like, uh, they've never said that. Matter of fact, they came out last week and said, hey, by the way, these are not the normal times. They're never coming back. I've already told you. That's never happening. But then the that was paragraph number one. That's the old every we fixed everything and debts don't matter, deficits don't matter. Pay no attention to what's happening and and all over the world, whether it be commodities, whether it be employment, pay no attention to everybody devaluing see the Chinese. Their currency now is the lowest it's been, or the cheapest. However, you you know, I keep telling you, it's a race to the bottom. And since almost 2010 now, and continuing to go backwards, since they've been added to the reserve currency of the IMF, which was just a few weeks ago, it's been on a rocket ship going the other way. But the next paragraph says, but that's, talking about the Fed ratcheting up, but that's if all goes as planned. Their big worry is they're going to end right back at zero. Any number of factors could force the Fed to reverse course and cut rates again. And and, uh, and according to these, uh, well, different scenarios a shock to the economy from abroad right could we could we have another one of those things where we wake up in the morning and wonder what the chinese did i'm telling you that's exactly number one i guarantee you that's happening because china's in trouble and when they're in trouble they do what everybody does right cut rates cut the value of their currency persistently low inflation. And I love that one. Because anybody of us out there, we all know our car, our car loan went up $50, $100 a month. Right? Your your life insurance, your health insurance went up $50, $100 a month. But, you know, I guess gas prices are cheaper, but there's no inflation. And, and of course, Remember what inflation really is. Inflation is simply the printing of the money. What they're talking about is everything becoming more expensive because they printed all the money. And they call that the inflation. That's not inflation. That's one of the symptoms of printing too much money. But one of the things that they absolutely have to have, and I'm going to give you a great analogy and a great example, and I think you'll understand what it is that is scaring them to death about that, and, and I'm going to liken it to what's going on in crude oil, and we'll get to that next. Persistently low inflation, some new financial bubble bursting, now, I'll, I'll say this. At least they don't try to hide it. And what I mean by that is at least they don't say, 
you know, some unknown bubble. They know they're out there. And they're just wondering which one's bursting. Could it be the bond market, which is really the next place? The bond, uh, the financial bubble bursting, slamming the economy, or lost momentum in the business cycle, which at 78 months, this is how long they say the recovery's been going on, is already longer all the way, if you go back to 1854. So that's what, uh, 100 and almost 70 years ago. So take the last 170 years. According to the Wall Street Journal, there have been 33 economic expansions. Okay? 33 of them. This economic expansion that we're currently in has been longer than all but four economic expansions in the last 170 years. So, essentially what that says is, yeah, this thing's pretty much done. We're on, like, a record run. This is like a Golden State Warriors-type run here. Among 65 economists surveyed, the Wall Street Journal asked them a couple of questions. The first question, how likely is short-term interest rates will be back at zero within the next five years? 58% of these people said, yep, they're going to be back at zero. And, and I'm telling you, the only reason the other 42% don't want to tell you this is because they're Kool-Aid drinkers. They truly are. The next question was, would the Fed in the next five years begin more asset purchases or quantitative easing? Almost 40%, 37% said, yep. 16% of them said that within the next five years we'll have negative rates here in America. And, and I'm going to tell you, so here's the analogy I want to give you about this inflation problem. Take crude oil. Let's just say you're one of these companies and you're going to drill for oil. And you went out and you got Wall Street to fund your project. And at a 1,000 barrels, okay, so you got a well out there, it's producing a thousand barrels of crude oil a day at sixty dollars in a barrel. Okay, so you think about sixty times on that's sixty thousand dollars in a day. At sixty dollars a barrel, you could service your debt, right? Pay your loan, pay all of your employees, and put some money away and make some money. At fifty dollars a barrel. You could pay your loan and your employees, but you weren't making any money. At $45 a barrel, you can pay your loan, but you're not making enough to pay your employees, and you're definitely not making any money. So now you have the dreaded cash burn. Right, because you don't have enough money to pay your employees and the loan. What to do? 
Oh, time to start laying off, maybe? Well, now you get at $40 a barrel. Now you don't even have enough money to pay the loan. Now you don't have enough money to pay the loan and the forget about the employees, right? Now you now you're filing bankruptcy at thirty five dollars a barrel, right? You're out of business, and this is what we're seeing. We're seeing all of these over the last seventy two hours. Three different bond funds have shut down. In other words, if you had your money in one of those funds, it's being locked up right now. And part of the problem, the only cure for that is to what? Hey, can we somehow get 1,500 barrels out of this 1,000-barrel oil a day well? Because that's the only way to make up for it. Volume. Right, volume. And, and so you're sitting here and you look at that why it is the Federal Reserve is so worried about this inflation. It's the biggest problem of them all. Because paying and, and being able to claim that you can pay your debt now becomes a problem. Because it's just like falling crude prices. No inflation is sapping away this GDP number that they like to talk about. And they're baffled because all of their little textbook says to them, hey, as long as you got an unemployment rate of below 5%, you're going to have wage pressures. Right, and today they say the unemployment rate's five percent, but there's no wage pressure. Of course, most of those jobs are all part time. Right, we're not creating full time jobs, and, uh, and and no one wants to pay full time wages. And now we're stuck in this cycle where this is supposed to be where we're supposed to be getting the three. Four, five percent GDP growth. The Federal Reserve does not raise rates when GDP is below two percent. But now they're they're talking that they might have to. And now they're all worried that they're going to have to go back the other way. And and the realities are, and this is the camp I'm in. They're going to get their inflation if they've got to print money till the cows come home they're going to do it you you look at the the line of questioning it's very telling the first one says hey are they going to go back to zero within the next five years and they're pretty much in agreement yeah yeah they're going back to zero right and i've already told you this is we, we, it's the Japanification of our economy because the debt's got too big. We can't afford an interest rate above 1%. And going back to zero, but then the next question, you think they're going to have to print or uh, do more quantitative easing? And the reason for that question is, hey, if we slow down, if we hit a rough patch, you think they're going to buy bonds again? The only reason why the, the, some of them answered no is they don't want to believe we're going to slow down. Trust me, that's going to happen. And then the last one, 
You think they're going to go negative interest rates? Never in the, at least in the modern history, has this question ever been asked. No one's ever asked about negative interest rates. We've never seen it up until a year ago. Nobody was ever dumb enough to actually do it. And I say dumb enough because the the same textbooks that all of these great, I don't even know what to call them, what do we call them, economists? I, I don't know what to call these central bankers. Bankers. I guess, right? I guess glorified bankers. They've actually never run banks, but, well, a few of them have. Few of them have. That's, a lot of them have worked for Goldman Sachs. So, but the thing about this is, is those same textbooks tell everybody, yeah, you start doing stuff like this, you start doing asset purchases, you start doing negative rates. Eventually, you're going to blow it all up. That's what all of it says. And this is the realities that slowly come out. Because now that it's here, and now that they've asked the question, we all know it's coming. Thank you for your deposit, sir. Here's how much we're going to charge you today. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Mrs. Schlafly is a constitutional attorney, pro-family leader, and author of 25 books, including the best-selling A Choice, Not an Echo. And now, here's the founder of Eagle Forum, Phyllis Schlafly. December 14th is the anniversary of a great loss for our country. That date marks the death of General George Washington, founding father and first president of the United States. Today gives us another opportunity to remind listeners about the true greatness of the man who was properly called first in war, first in peace, and first in the hearts of his countrymen. The picture of George Washington used to hang in every public school classroom, but somehow those pictures disappeared. Modern writers have tried to downgrade Washington's religious faith. In Washington's time, there was a strict formality in the way they addressed Almighty God. Washington and the struggling Americans asked every day for God's help and believed that Providence would indeed favor their battle for independence from England. Washington's public statements and private letters are full of references that show a deep and profound Christian faith. Here are several examples. In a general order to his troops, dated May 2nd, 1778, Washington wrote, To the distinguished character of patriot, it should be our highest glory to add the more distinguished character of Christian. The next year, Washington said in a speech to Delaware leaders, You do well to wish to learn, above all, the religion of Jesus Christ. Washington rigorously observed the Sabbath and attended church services on that day. Numerous associates reported that he regularly reserved time for private prayer. Those who knew Washington best, including the chaplains who served under him during the American Revolution, had no doubt about Washington's strong religious beliefs. 
The education elite and the media may try to hide or whitewash George Washington's role in our country. So let's take this day to remember the real George Washington and just how much this man's Christian principles guided the early years of our nation. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. Especially if you have children at home, I encourage you to get our special report on George Washington. Looking at his life can help restore our respect for the office of the president. Write Eagle Forum Radio, Alton, Illinois, 62002, and ask for free information on George Washington. That's Eagle Forum Radio, Alton, Illinois, 62002. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. And in preparation for tomorrow's next installment of The Creature from Jekyll Island, where we're going to talk about what money is. I thought it'd be great today to put a timeline together of how we got to this point where even the Wall Street Journal is now asking about, hey, when are negative rates coming to America? When are we, when is it going to be, when are we going to go full circle to where now the banks will start charging you for having your money put into the bank? And of course, it's taken them decades to get to this point. Because many many of you go, ah, I will close my account before that ever happens, right? That was that was the thing, right? And I was put me in that account. No way. But look at what's happened. They've got it set up for most people where you have no choice. Your company won't even give you a paper check, right? They will direct I mean, deposit only. Yeah, got a bank account. Don't have a bank account. No pay for you. And, and this is where it's going. But listen, one thing I want to say on that: if you're getting a paper check, you're working for a small mom and pop. They're tough. They're, it's tough for them to stay alive. Seventeen eighty nine. For the first forty years of the existence of the United States, we operated on a bimetallic system of gold and silver. Silver coins are the favored currency. Because you got to remember, the money had such huge buying power. I mean, if you had four quarters in your pocket in 1789, yeah, you're a popular guy. And it said that uh, domestic purchases are made with gold are rare. And that's silver is the medal of the day. In 1834, Congress adjusts the silver to gold ratio from 15 to 1 to 6.
16 to 1. This makes gold cheaper relative to the world market price ratio. Silver begins to be exported. Now think about that line. Right? We don't even mine enough silver in this country today to supply our own mint with enough silver for the amount of silver eagles that we consume. By 1850, silver coins all but disappear in the United States. The yellow, mono, the, the yellow metal becomes the principal form of currency. In 1862, the United States abandons the gold standard briefly during the Civil War. For the first time, it issues fiat money with the non-convertibility into silver, gold, or any other metal. In 1879, Congress freezes the amount of paper money in circulation. Because they hate, even then, they hated inflation. And they knew that printing of, well, worthless paper just leads to inflation. By the way, you got any guess at what the, the max circulation of money was in 1862? $347 million. That's it. Today, if you're a bank and you only have assets of $347 million, you're sitting around hoping somebody buys you up because you can barely afford to stay in business. In 1879, the United States adopts the classic gold standard. In a system, the standard mass of the yellow metal defines the value of a currency unit. Paper money, then, is not separate, is not a separate good from gold. It's fully convertible. In other words, at this point in time, and you think about 1879, you think about U.S. $20 Liberty gold pieces, that were minted between 1866 and 1907. Anytime the United States minted a $20 bill, there had to be a $20 gold piece. Period. Our currency was fully backed by gold. The system lasts all the way up until World War One, And, of course, this is when you started seeing all the European central banks abandoning gold. And, and of course, the reason being is they wanted to go into debt. I mean, let's understand the reason why we went off the gold standard was because they wanted to spend more money. And who is the we? The banks, right? Because how did the bankers make money? They made money by loaning money, so they wanted to loan money. And they convinced the idiot politicians, ah, don't worry. I know you, 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 you all have taken an oath that you won't go, and we want small government and limited government, but you can borrow some money, it's okay. 
Just think about how much better life will be if you can just go out and create debt. So here's what, let me just draw you a picture from go all the way back to 1862, all the way up through World War One, And the average rate of inflation was almost zero between 1879 and the creation of the Federal Reserve. So world, the Civil War is over. World War I hasn't started yet. Over that three-plus decades, the actual rate of inflation was negative two-tenths of a percent. In other words, what things cost in 1879, they cost the exact same thing in 1913. Now, fast forward to today. What things cost in 1979, We're nowhere close to what we are paying in 2013. We're going to go down and finish this walk through history. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour. Double J in the love. And we're just kind of filling in all the blanks. How did we get here? How did we end up $19 trillion in debt? How did we end up where our Federal Reserve bails out all of the banks but doesn't bail out the citizenry, pretends to buy trillions of dollars worth of debt, all these central banks now, interest rates at zero and negative, and it's only getting worse. And we start seeing a very clear picture. The most stable period in the United States, and it's history, and this is undeniable. And when I mean stable, I mean it all. National debts, the value of your labor, the price, that you paid it didn't move from 1879 to 1913 right up until we created the Federal Reserve everything was stable why? the gold standard one of the reasons that made it so stable was you weren't allowed to just print money. You weren't allowed to do it. You had to go and and put the boots on, get out the pickaxe, and get gold out of the ground. Congress couldn't willy-nilly just go out and print up money. Well, they didn't print the money, but they couldn't go into debt because they didn't have the money. Banks couldn't go out there and loan people 
money on speculative oil prices. Because there is only so much money to be lent. And this is really why we're in the situation that we're in. There was a small group of people, very, very wealthy people, who wanted to be wealthier. And they were able to convince a very small number of people that this was going to lead us into economic prosperity. So for over 30 years, we had no inflation in this country. We really didn't run any deficit during this time. It was the most stable time in U.S. history. But in response to periodic banking panics, now it's funny, banking panics that the bankers were crying about course they were the ones that created the panic you know kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy the federal reserve is established it's the leader of the lender of last resort the fed is only charged with maintaining the gold standard but it also starts issuing federal reserve notes that are only 40% backed by gold. See, they started the fractional banking system because that was their whole impetus is we want to loan money so we can make more money. And we'll loan it to the government. We'll loan it to cities. We'll loan it to states. Oh, yeah, we'll loan some to people. In 1933, four years after the crash on Wall Street, the Federal Reserve moves, removes the United States from the gold standard to expand monetary policy. In other words, they needed to really print the money. And so they went in, and we know all about this. They go in, they, they, they seize all the gold that everybody has, and then 90 days later, they reprice gold from $20 to $35. Of course, they paid you $20.67. says, hoarding gold in coin or bullion is punishable by a fine of up to $10,000. Oh, and plus, by the way, they'd send you to prison. You know, you'd be better off walking around with kilos of cocaine than you were having gold in your pocket. 1944, after World War II, we had Bretton Woods, which once again allowed us to expand the money supply even further. So there's a lot of things in history that they used as justifications for being allowed to run all these massive debts. Right? First, they used bank panics. They weren't bank panics. They were just bad banks. We need to have a central bank for that. But we're gonna we're in charge of the gold standard. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Less than twenty years. It took twenty years 
not a very long time, is it? No, really. 20 years. And they already took all the gold away from the United States citizenry. Right? And they used the crash and war and the depression, the end of World War II. They had Brenton Woods. When Brenton Woods wasn't enough, in 1971, Richard Nixon closes the gold window. Now, remember, 1971, you know what the United States' total deficit was? About $400 billion. We're going to pick up from 1971 when we return. Patriot Radio News Hour. What's happened to money? Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour on a Monday. Uh, the Dow was down 85 points. The Nasdaq's down 50. The S&P back below 2,000, uh, down 14 points. Gold's off five. Silver's down uh, 15 cents as crude oil, believe it or not, is rallied. It was all the way down to $34 this morning. Uh, it's up 63 cents at $36.24. Woo! But, uh, you know, as we finish this little walk down history to try to figure out how the you-know-what are we here. Everybody's worried. Rates are at zero. Can we do a quarter point? How long till they're back at zero? When are more quantitative easing? When are the negative rates coming? And we think about how we got duped over a hundred years ago by a group of private bankers who are already some of the wealthiest people in the entire world. This is how we got here. We didn't have a problem. The country didn't have a problem. We didn't run deficits. We didn't have inflation. Right? You knew what things cost, and you knew what they were going to cost tomorrow and next week and next month and next year and five years from now and ten years from now. Nobody talks about the period between 1879 to 1913 with any disdain. Right? There, there was no Great Depression during that time. Right? There was no horrible economic event. You had some ebb and flow, but nothing dramatic in any sense of the word. In 20 years, they took the gold away. It took them another almost 40 years to get rid of it completely. And ever since that time, we have witnessed the greatest debt bubble the world has ever seen. We had a $400 billion. That was our total debt of the entire country, $400 billion. It's now $19 trillion. But then you got to add and wait. The Federal Reserve, they own another $4.5 
trillion. Oh, by the way, they've committed to another seventy trillion of unfunded liabilities all during this time period. And you start to realize to get to this fake recovery that we're in today. They've spent and promised $100 trillion in the last 40 years. And you think about what it is that they have done. And this is why you're starting to see everybody's in panic mode. Because they already know the best part is already behind us. Because it felt so good. Didn't it feel so good? It felt so good. I mean, that first five or six trillion dollars, it just felt so good. Why doesn't it feel so good anymore? Patriot Radio News Hour. Call us. You'll feel good. You'll feel better when you do. 800-951-0592. We'll be back with the creature from Jekyll Island tomorrow. Thank you.